Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. There's no doubt that the energy costs, the running cost of your HMOs has gone up. And at the minute, you're probably finding that your bills are going up and up and up. And you're asking yourself, where does this end? What do I need to do? Perhaps you're panicking about what this means for the future of your business, for the performance of your HMOs. Well, I get it. I understand because we're experiencing this too. Now, There's not a whole lot we can do about energy costs, the fact that they're rising. That is something that we've all got to swallow. But what we can do is make sure that the mechanisms that we can put in place to help reduce costs where possible to actually manage the use of utilities, that we're doing everything we can there. So today I want to talk to you about one of the very simple solutions that we use. We've used it for a long time in our HMOs that you could use. It surprises me that there are still people out there that don't know these products exist. So. If you want to know how to reduce your energy costs, how to manage the energy consumption in your HMOs, then I've got something in store for you today, a tip that might help you do exactly that. So don't go anywhere and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to talk about one of the things that we can do to help manage the energy costs in our HMOs. Now, you might know about these devices, you might not. It does surprise me that a lot of people still don't know that they exist or how useful they can be if you do implement them. So today we're going to talk about some devices that will help you do that. Now, of course, energy costs are going up. The wholesale price of gas and electricity is going up and things around the world and Ukraine, you know, it's not helping at the minute. And the likelihood is that this isn't going to change. This isn't going to come down anytime soon. So we need to be really aware of what this means for us, our business, the running of our HMOs. And we need to be really actively looking for solutions to reduce costs and reduce consumption where we can in our portfolios. Now, there are lots of ways to do that. And today's episode isn't going to cover all of these different ways to do it. 
In fact, today I just want to talk about one thing, one thing that I think you can do if you're not already doing that'll have a big impact, a very quick impact. And actually what it'll help you do is regain a certain degree of control that you might feel you don't have in your HMOs. Today I want to talk about smart thermostatic devices, heating devices. Now, there are several of these on the market. And essentially what they do is they plug into your boiler, they connect to your boiler, they monitor the ambient temperature in the house, and you can set the controls. Some of these can be wired into your boiler, some of them can be wireless, and they're quite useful devices. But you set the parameters, you set the controls, you set the heating program like you would do on any thermostat. But the difference is you set that from your end, from your dashboard, and the tenants don't have the ability to change the program. What they can do is they can temporarily boost the house or heat it up for a short period, but it is only temporary. What they can't do is go on and hit all the buttons and turn the temperature to 30 degrees and leave it on all day. And this is one of the big problems that we all have in our HMOs, particularly when bills are included, because tenants just don't regard the importance of energy consumption enough. When they don't feel like it's coming out of their pocket, they don't bother to take into account what the implications are. Our student tenants in particular can be quite lazy when it comes to thermostats and programming their heating in the house. Often what they'll do is they'll get frustrated, they hit all the buttons on the thermostat. I've been to some HMOs recently where we've been inspecting and the tenants have tried or set the timings on some of the thermostats where they manage the bills to all sorts of ridiculous hours. In one of the houses, I went in and it was 23 degrees. The actual temperature was 23 degrees and they had all the windows open. They had the temperature on the thermostat set to the upper 20s. I think the highest it would go. So they've obviously just pressed all the buttons till the thermostat wouldn't go any higher. They'd also then somehow managed to press loads of buttons and get the temperature to come on for eight hours overnight, switch off for a couple of hours in the morning and then come back on through the day and go off in the evening. So completely messed up the program. They should have it, obviously, coming on for a couple of hours in the morning, a couple of hours in the evening, maybe a bit in the day if they need it. But they've completely reversed the program and got it set to the highest possible temperature. And in this particular example, we gave the tenants the advice. We let them know, look, this is what you've done to your thermostat. You really want to change this. You know, Here's the program that we'd recommend. But if this was a property that we were managing the bills on, this would be a massive problem. And there are still a lot of landlords out there that are managing the bills but don't have the sort of control that they need. Tenants are still able to tamper with thermostats, do what they want with them. And this is the problem. And this is where bills really rack up and can get out of control if we're not careful. And at the minute, with rising energy costs, this is, I think, one of the biggest risks to our business. If you're in a rent-to-rent business, then the margins are so slim that gap, that window of profitability is so narrow that you really can't afford to be taking any risks here whatsoever. So smart thermostats is what you need to be doing if you don't already have these installed in your HMOs. Now, there are a few different types of products on the market, different brands. We use Inspire. Timostat is another one. You've probably heard of things like Nest and Hive. These are the same sorts of products. Now, one of the reasons I like Inspire is because that they have a landlord dashboard. I'm not sure whether Nest have that feature, Timostat do, but having a landlord feature allows you to manage several thermostats from one dashboard. Now, this is a really great function to have because what it means is you can copy and paste programs and thermostats. You can change everything, for example, on one day from a winter program to a spring program or from a spring to a summer program if that's what you wanted to do. 
Or if you're having a particularly cold spell, a cold snap, you can change all of your thermostats at once and you can actually push the temperature up or ask the boilers in all of your houses to call for temperature at once rather than have to go into each house independently, change the thermostat, drive around to the next house and so on and so forth. So this is a really efficient method. And if you're building a portfolio, this is one of the great tools. But like I said, there are a few different brands out there. But in essence, they all do a similar thing. So let's talk about what they actually do and some of the other benefits to us as landlords. So first of all, like I said, these are remotely programmable. So you don't have to be in the house to actually program the settings. Secondly, you can restrict the settings on them. You can actually stop and prevent tenants from going into the thermostat and changing it. For example, switching it to a permanent on mode, permanently asking the boiler to call for heat, which is one of the things that tenants often do. And then it's on for days and days and days. And before you know it, there's a big bill for the month. At the same time, you can give some restricted permissions. So for example, what that would allow some tenants to do is boost the heating, boost it for a short period of time. It can actually on Inspire hit the boost button, gives them a couple of hours of heating. Maybe it's just particularly cold one evening and that just gives them that heat that they need at that point in time. But then that reverts back down to the program that you've set. So it's not staying on for that long period of time. One of the good features is that you'll often get a tamper alert. So if tenants are trying to override the settings, trying to find solutions to actually override the program that you've set, your thermostat will tell you, it will actually notify you that it's being tampered with. Now that's useful because it won't let them do it, but it's telling you that maybe the tenants need to have a look at changing the thermostat. Is there an issue with it? Is there an issue with the boiler? Is there something going on? And that's useful. So it's not just an undiagnosed problem that would go on for several weeks, which often without these sorts of devices is often the case. And the other major benefit to having a smart thermostat like these in your HMOs is that you get a dashboard basically showing you what is happening in the house, what's actually happening to the temperature, to the program, to the thermostat, when it's calling for heating, what the ambient temperature is, what the inside and outside temperatures. You can see all of this information. And now this is useful to see what's actually going on. I like to look at data, but this is also a really useful tool because we all know what it's like. We've got tenants in the house, some of them wearing jumpers and some of them walking around in the boxer shorts. So of course we get some tenants telling us that it's too hot in the house, some tenants telling us that it's too cold in the house, but we've got the data. We can actually look at the data and see what the temperature is in the house. And that's really useful because we can go back to tenants with this. Well, actually you're saying it's been freezing cold, but I can see that the ambient temperature has been 20.5 degrees. The thermostat's actually been reading that. I mean, honestly, I, I can't even tell you how many times we've had tenants say that it's freezing cold in the house and it isn't freezing cold in the house at all. But we've had to pull out that data and say, look, it isn't. Here's the temperature. This is the temperature it's been all week. Maybe it's a little bit cold in their room. So talking them through how to use the TRV valve on the radiator, you know, that's useful. Sometimes just being honest with them and saying, well, actually, it's not the house. It's not the boiler. It's not the temperature settings on the thermostat. This is you. You need to deal with this. Maybe you need to wear some warmer clothes in the house. You know, nobody likes to hear that, but if that's what the data says, then that's what the data says. So those are the benefits of having a smart thermostat. But if you zoom out, really what we're talking about here is actually implementing solutions that prevent tenants from tampering, prevent tenants from asking boilers to call for heat for extended periods at unreasonable temperatures. And what that's ultimately going to do is reduce our bills or at least manage our bills, prevent our bills from being unnecessarily high. And that is so important right now. So this is why I love this, but there are extra benefits. Now, what do they cost? Well, they're all slightly different in their cost. 
There are wired ones, there are wireless ones. If you've got a particularly big house, then you might need a variation of the system because you need certain things in different areas of the house to make sure that the messages is being carried, or you might need thermostats and different levels in the house. So it does really depend on the property, but pretty standard five bed house, two floors, you need one thermostat. Then you're looking at a couple of hundred quid, maybe a little bit more, plus your fitting it needs to be fitted by an electrician who can connect it to the boiler. And that's it. You're up and running. Get it set up on the dashboard. You can actually have an app on your phone. Certainly for Inspire you can. I think you probably can for Timestart and Hive as well. And you're off, you're running and you can monitor that data every day, every hour if you really want. And actually over time, collecting that data over the course of several months, a year, several years, it becomes very, very useful. We can actually compare how certain households behave. We've got some properties that are identical. Literally, I've got, for example, five houses that are identical all next to each other, all with five student tenants in them. And we can see how those tenants behave or what's actually going on in that house. So it's a useful tool to have in your arsenal and it'll help you manage your business because at the end of the day, Yes, we want to find solutions to be as profitable as possible, but to do that, we've actually got to find solutions to make sure that we're managing our costs, our overheads as much as possible. Now, maybe you've balked at the cost, you know, 200, 250 plus fitting. You're in for a few hundred quid, but wait, how much could this save you? How much could this save you in the first year? Could it save you that amount? Well, absolutely. If the tenants left the boiler on or programmed the thermostat to call for heat 24 hours a day for a few weeks, then it's probably going to cost you a few hundred pounds. So actually, you could very well save that straight away just in preventative measures. But also, because you're able to manage ambient temperatures and prevent the boiler from having to call for temperatures after the house has got really cold, and then all of a sudden try and get really hot, which is often what tenants do, because that's what they do. They turn the thermostat on and off and they ignore ambient temperatures. You're actually going to maintain a more moderate temperature. So when it is calling for heat, just to, to warm the house up a little bit in the evenings, it's not needing all the energy. You know, it's not coming from, let's say, 12 degrees in the house. It's coming from 16 degrees and getting from 16 to 19 is much easier than getting from 12 to 19. That boiler's got to do a huge amount more work and often it takes so long to get there, the tenants then react in a frustrated manner. That's when they go and hit and smash the thermostat and all of a sudden it's on for weeks and weeks on end. So, just having these smart devices not only prevents tenants from tampering, but it also helps ensure that you're maintaining a sensible temperature all of the time, which actually is a much more economic solution to managing the temperature in your HMOs. Hope you found today's episode useful. That's about it from me. Just a quick one, but something that I think if you implement could have a pretty good and very powerful impact into your business. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. If you want to ask any questions about smart devices, then come on over. There are a lot of people in the community using these things. You can ask about different models and different products and what people recommend. And you'll find the guidance and support that you need, not just for thermostats, but also for everything else that you could possibly imagine when it comes to building a HMO property portfolio. And of course, if you want the detail, if you really want to level things up, take them to a new level, then the HMO roadmap is exactly where you want to be. So if that's you, then why not head over to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and see what it's all about. That's it from me. Don't forget, I'll be right back here next time. So join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. Mm-hmm.